0: Dubliners, James Joyce, the sisters. There was no hope for him this time. It was the third stroke. Night after night, I passed the house. It was vacation time. I studied light square of the window. The night after night, I found it lighted in the same way, faintly and avely. If he was dead, I thought I would see the reflection of candles of darkened and blind. I knew two candles. Meant to be set at the head of the corpse, he had often said to me, "I am not long for this world." I thought his words idle. Now I knew they were true. Every night, as I gazed up at the window, I said softly to myself, "The world Paris, word Paris, had always sounded strangely in my ears. The word Goulon, enescalade, the, the word sin memory, the catechism, and now it sounded to me like the name of some." efficient and sinful being, it filled me with fear, and yet I longed to be nearer to it. It looked upon it, and looked upon its deadly work. Old Cotier was sitting at the fire, smoking, when I came downstairs to supper. While my aunt was laying out the bolt, he said, as if returning to some former remark of his, "No, I wouldn't say he was exactly, but there was something queer. There was something uncanny about him." I'll tell you my opinion. Getting a puff at his pipe. No doubt arranging his, his opinion his mind. Tire some old fool. When he we knew him first. He used to be rather interesting. Telling the king of faints and worms. A soon grew tired of him. His endless stories about the scillery. Have my own theory about it, he said. I think it was one of these peculiar cases, but it's hard to say. Can a puff again his pipe without giving us his fury. angle saw you staring at me. And said to me well so your old friend is gone you'll be sorry to hear who said i father flynn is he dead miss cotter here has just told us he was passing by the house i knew that was under i was under observation the so continued as so if the news had not interested me i had explained to uncle cotter the answer and he were great friends the old chap told him a great deal mind you and they say he had a great wish for him God have mercy on his soul, said my aunt points Old Cutter looked at me for a while. I felt that like these be little beady black eyes were telling me. I would not satisfy him by looking up on my plate. He turned his pipe with funny spat woolly to the cake the I wouldn't like that child of mine, he said. To have so much too much to say to a man like that. How do you mean, mister Cotter?' of my aunt. What I mean is, said Mr. Old old oh, good Cotter, it's bad a my idea is. Let a young lad run away out and play with young lads of my own age, not be. Am I right, little Jack? As my printer too, said my uncle. Let him learn to box his corner. That's what I always say, from He had to take exercise. Why? But I as a nipper every morning of my life, a cold bath, winter and summer, that's what stands to me now. It's, it's all fine and large, Mr. Cotter. Might take a pick of that lug button. he added to my aunt. No, 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 not me. For me, said Mr. Old Cotter. My aunt brought the dish from the safe, put it on the table. But why do you think it's not good for your children, Miss Cotter? she asked. You're bad for your children, said Old Cotter. 'Cause all their minds are so impressible. When children see things like that, you know it was an old it has an effect. I ground my mouth with stir about the fear I might give utterance to my anger to some old red nosed imbecile. It late when I fell asleep. But I was angry with Volkotta for looting me. To me, as a child a puzzled them. I had to extract meaning from his unfinished sentences. The dark in my room I imagined. I saw again the heavy face of a paraleptic. I drew the blankets over my head and tried to think of christmas but the gray face still followed me it murmured and said it is i to confess something i felt my soul receding into some pleasant and vicious region there again i found it waiting for me I, waiting for me again to confess to me in his murmuring voice i wondered why it smiled continually why a lips of some of spittle I then i remembered that he had died of paralysis i felt that i too was smiling feebly as if to absolve symbolic of its sin the next morning after breakfast went down to look at the little house in green britain street it's a shop registered under the vague name of Dapery, drapery drapery consists of many children's booties and umbrellas at ordinary days a notice used to hang the window saying umbrellas recovered no notice was visible now if the shutters were open a crape bonnet was tied to the door no with ribbon. Poor, two poor women, to grave boy, reading a card pinned on a tape. I also approached and read, July 1st, 1895. Reverend James Finn, formerly St. S. Catherine's Church, Me Street, aged 65 years, R.I.P. Reading the card persuaded me that he was dead. Disturbed to find myself. A check. Had he not been dead, I would have gone, would have gone to the room behind the shop to find him sitting in his armchair by the fire, nearly smothered, his great coat. Perhaps my aunt would have given me a packet of high toast for him and this present. Would have roused him from his stupefied doze. It is always I who emptied the pack into the black, his black snuff box. His hands trembled too much for allowing him to do this, by spilling half the snuff about the floor. Even so, he raised his large trembling hand to his nose. Little clouds of smoke dribbled through his fingers, over the front of his coat. It may have been this concept showers of snuff, which gave his adept, ancient priestly garments a green faded look of red handkerchief, blackened as it always was. The snuff stains for a week, which he tried to brush away at the of the faded on the greens. grains was quite infectious, I wished to go in and look at him, but I had not the courage to knock. I walked away slowly along the side the street, reading all the factory to of the shop windows as I went, found it strange that neither I nor the day parted in the morning mood, I felt even annoyed at discovering in myself a sensation of freedom to so have been freed from something of his death. I wondered at this? For, as my uncle said the night before, he taught me a great deal. He had studied in an Irish college in Rome. He had taught me to pronounce Latin properly. He had told me stories about the catacombs about Napoleon and Oliver to me the meaning of different summaries, a mass of different vestments, worn by the priests, trying to amused himself by putting difficult questions to me, asking me what one should do in certain absences, where such and such sins were mortal, vital, vital, vines to know I only for actions his questions show me how complex and mysterious were the certain institutions of the church which said, always a god is as simple as facts. Jesus is a priest towards it in and towards the secrecy of a professional to grave to me great grave to me I wondered how anyone had ever found in himself the courage to undertake them. Not surprised, he told me, the followers of the church have written books, figures of the post office directory, as they were closely printed, as the law notice in the newspaper, they is all these intricate questions, often would have thought. of this, I would make no answer, or any very foolish and haunting Once upon, he used a smile and nod his head twice or thrice. Sometimes he used to put me through the responses, mass which he made me learn by heart, so I patted. He used to smile pensively and nod his head, now and then, pushing huge pinches of fluff at his nostrils. eternally. When he smiled, he used to uncover his big, discoloured teeth, let his tongue lying down upon his lower lip, a habit which he made me feel uneasy, beginning of our acquaintance before I knew him well. As I walked along the a sun, I remembered old Cutter's words, I tried to remember what you happened to all afterwards in a dream. In a dream, I remembered I had noticed long velvet curtains, a swinging lamp of antique fashion. I felt I had have been very far away in some land. Customs were strange in Persia, I thought. I could not remember the end of the dream. The evening my aunt took me with her to visit the house of the morning. It was, after, it was after sunset, after sunset. the panes of the house had looked to where it reflected the tiny, twain, tawny gold of the great cloud, bank of clouds, then he received us in the hall, as it would, being unseen, to have shouted at her. My aunt shook her with her, with her, for all the old woman went upwards, integrally, integrally, my aunt's nodding in proceeded to foil up the narrow staircase. For us, her bowed head, very really scarcely above the level, as the rail. First landing, she stopped and beckoned us forward, curving towards the open door of the dead room. While I went in, the old woman, seeing I hesitate to enter, began to beckon to me again, pretty with her hand. I went in on my tip- on tiptoe. The room for the lace end of the blind was suffused with a dusty golden light. Her maid with the candles looked like pale, thin flames. He'd been coffined. Nanny gave the lead. And we three knelt down at the foot of the bed, pretended to pray, but I could not gather my thoughts because the old woman's mutterings distracted me. Notice how clumsy his skirt had hooked the back and how the heels of the cloth boots were trodden down to all all to one side, the fancy came to me. The old priest is smiling, to lay there in his coffin. But no, when he rose when he rose and went up to the head of the bed, I saw he was not smiling, though he lay seldom copious Fair head for the altar, his large hands loosely retaining a chalice. His face is very trans, transcendent. Grey and m- m- missive a carverous, carnivorous carver, nostrils, circled so by its scrawny white fur. There's a heavy odour in the air, room, the flowers. blessed ourselves and came away. Little room downstairs we found Elcera seated in a in his armchair in state. I groped my way towards my usual chair in the corner, and then he went to the sideboard, brought out a decanter of sherry and some wine glasses, set the knees on the table, invited us to take a little glass of wine, then as a sister's be- a sister's bedding, filled out the sherry into the glasses, passing the vase. us, he pressed it, pressed me to take some cream crackers also, but lying because I thought I would make too much noise eating them, he seemed to be somewhat depru- disappointed by refusal, went away after quietly. Over quietly to sofa, we sat down behind my sister, I and we all gazed at the empty fireplace. Our oh, I waited. the sighed, side, and then she said, Oh, he's gone to a better world. Elsa sighed again, bowed her head in worse sense. I found fig the stem of a white royal ass before slipping a little. Did he, peacefully? she asked. Oh, quite, please, madam, said Elsa. You couldn't tell? When the breath went out of him, he had a beautiful death. God be, God be praised. Everything Father Rock was with him. A Tuesday anointed him and him all him and all. He knew them. He's quite resigned. He looked quite resigned, said my aunt.
1: And what the woman
0: he had in to wash him said, she said he looked just looked as if he was asleep. He looked like peaceful resigned. No one would think he'd make such a beautiful corpse. Is it he, said my aunt. He slept. She stepped a little more in a glass and said, Well, Miss Flynn, anyway, it must be a great comfort for you to know, to know that you did all you could for him. You are both very kind to him, I must say, Elsa. We were dress over her knees, oh, poor James, she said. God knows he'd done all we could. As poor as we are, we couldn't see him, what, anything, while well, he was a in it. Nini had leaned her head against the sofa pillow and seemed to have fallen back to fall asleep. Here's poor Ninny, said Elsa, looking at her, she's worn out. All the work we'd had, she and me, getting the, and the woman, washing then laying him out, and then the coffin, range about the mess, the coast chapel, only for Far Rourke. I didn't know what he'd done, we had done it at all. It was him brought us all those flowers, then took Kansas out of the chapel, rode out the notice of the fireman, champ, Randall, took charge of all the papers of the cemetery, poor James Insurance, was that good of him? said my aunt. Elsa closed her eyes, shook her head slowly. Ah, there's no friends like old friends, she said. But all this is said and done, no friends that a body can trust. Indeed, it's true, said my aunt. I am sure that he's gone to eternal reward. I won't forgive you. And you're all kindness to him, or oh, poor James, said Elsa. He was no great trouble to us. You could hear him in the house any morning now. Said, Still I don't I know he's gone and all to that. It's when he's all over that you'll miss him, said my aunt. I know that, said Elsa. I don't We won't a cup cut beef tea any more. Or oh, you've had him sending him his snuff. Or oh, poor James. She stopped to he were community. Passed, then she said shrewdly. Mind you, I notice it's something queer coming out of him lately. Late, late. but if I bring him his soup to him, a funny moving beverage hadn't fallen to the floor. Lying back in the chair, his mouth open, he, he set a finger his finger against the nose and frowned. He continued, but still he kept on saying that before the summer I was I he'd go out for a drive one fine day to see the old house again, where he was all born down in Irish town. Take me and any with him. If we could only get one of those new fangled carriages, I make no noise at Father Rook told him about the rheumatic wheels for the day cheap, he said. Johnny rushes over and away. By there drive out to three of us together on a sunny evening. He had a he mind- had his mindset on that poor James. Lord, have mercy on his soul, said my rant. Ezra took out a handkerchief and wiped her eyes of it. And then she put it back into her, her pocket Gazing at an empty grate for some time But speaking He's too scrupulous always, she said The dreams of the priesthood were t- too much for him And his life was, you might say, cast. Yes, said my aunt "His disappointment man You could see that Aside sight top possession Little room and I un- un- undercover it Approached the table and tasted my cherry Returned quietly to my chair in the corner Elsa seemed to have fallen in a deep reverie he waited respectfully for her to break the silence. And after a long pause, she said slowly, it was a chance he broke. That was the beginning of it. Of course, they say it was all right. They contain nothing, I mean, but you still, as they say, it was the body's fault. But poor James was so nervous. God be merciful to him. That was it, said my aunt. I heard something. What was it that? Was it, was it, and was, and was that, that it? So may I heard or something, Elsa nodded. I fed his mind, she said. After that, he began to mope by himself, talking to one, no one wondering, by himself. So one night he wanted to go, for, to go on a call. They couldn't find him anywhere. He looked high and low, up and down and low, down, so they could see a sight of him anywhere. So when the clerk suggested to try the chapel, so then they got, got the keys and opened the chapel to the clerk, and the other priest that was there brought in a light for look at him. What do you think? There, there, there he was sitting up by himself, dark in his confession box, while and laughing like softly to himself. She stopped suddenly as if to listen, to listen, to listen, to listen. I too listened, but there was no sound in the house. I knew the old priest was lying still in his coffin, so if he, we had seen him solemn and translucent in death oil chalice on his breast face so resumed wide awake and laughing like to himself so then of course they knew they saw that that made them think they were something gone wrong with him